Hi, everyone, and welcome to Tech Vines, the podcast where we combine fabulous wine with a discussion around fabulous technology, and most importantly, being done by some truly fabulous people. My name's Scott Delaney, and I am one of your hosts for Tech Vines. And as always, I am joined by my fabulous co-hosts. We have Melissa Gurney-Green, who is from the Pacific Northwest, just outside of Seattle. Hi, Melissa. Good evening. How are you? I am wonderful. Absolutely fabulous intro. Fabulous. Of course, we're all fabulous. And then certainly uh, not to be forgotten, as no one could possibly forget, we have Mr. Colin Gallagher, who is our Midwest uh, connection or correspondent uh, representing the uh, the greater Ohio area. How are you tonight, Colin? I'm doing okay. Greetings from Flyover Country, and it's been a long week, but I've been looking forward to this. Yes, yes, Same. definitely the highlight yeah. of the week. Absolutely. Yeah. So tonight, yeah. speaking of the podcast for tonight, this is a a um, not just a special episode, but it is a momentous episode because this is actually episode 16, which, as Melissa pointed out, is technically sweet 16. So we have actually. We've done something here. We've actually, you know, we're, we're at the point where we've got 16 episodes, which is um, pretty much once a week. So we've been pretty consistent in terms of cranking out the, uh, the podcast. But I think we do it because we enjoy each other's company and just the great discussion that we have. And speaking of the discussion, so tonight we've got our, our wine um, topic and we've got our technology topic. So for tonight, we are talking South African wine. So. Um, as the hosts or the, the one that gets to pick the stuff for tonight, uh, we chose, I chose to go to South Africa and sample some of the wine from that area. And our technology topic is all about user experience, as in what are the technologies that you know and love and continue to use, maybe less because of the technology itself, but more about the user experience and just how much you enjoy kind of the end-to-end -end of working with that piece of so um, having said that, we'll go ahead and uh, start, as always, with the discussion around wine, and we will go to Melissa. So Melissa, what are you pouring tonight? Oh, goodness. So I picked up this little bottle of wine, and the name is actually quite the topic of debate because I wasn't entirely sure how to pronounce it, so I looked it up online, and the two pronunciations are as follows. So I'm going to take my favorite one first, um, the Caracal, um, but also could be pronounced caracal, essentially named after the African lynx. Um, it's a mix of Cabernet Sauvignon, Merlot, Cab Franc, and Malbec, and it's got this cute little picture on it. But what's super cool about it is it's actually integrity and sustainability certified. So this is from Nithlingsoff Vineyards. Uh, it's a 2017 and it is pretty tasty i would definitely drink again nice and what was the uh the price point on that one do you have an idea about 23 bucks 23 so not bucks too bad. yeah no, no that's pretty reasonable all right uh mr gallagher what are you uh what are you pouring tonight i am drinking a de torin z the torin is a south african uh, vineyard um z is one of their sort of um uh, it's not a premium brand. i mean it's, it's reasonable mid-range brand uh, or maybe premium for them. Um, it is a Merlot blend. I had this on hand, as you mentioned. I've been meaning to try this for a while. Um, I've had it, I've had another one of theirs, and I picked this up. Um, and I was attracted to the all black label. <laughs> um, um, but it's it's a it's really nice. It's a Bordeaux blend. Um, 
And so it's the same grapes you would find in in Bordeaux, in a, in a, um, but grown in South Africa. And it's interesting to see how just the style changes slightly, even though they're using the same blend and, you know, similar mixes. Um, it's a little more, you know, fruit acidic. So it's got a little bit of, you know, cranberry and other flavors in it. Um, and, you know, then, then more the, the, the subtler fruits, fruit, fruits you'd get. Um, but it's also a learning experience. I decided to get this one and, and not, um, go buy another one because A, I'm lazy, but B, it's a learning experience. It's a, um, it's a right bank Bordeaux blend. Um, if you don't know, Bordeaux's are categorized into two blends, the right bank or the left bank. Left bank. Right bank is north of the Gordon River um, and, um, um, and left bank is, is south. So I guess you have to fit them, um, but it goes east to west, anyhow, um, west to east. So, um, and the key difference is they use all the exact same grapes, but on the right bank, it's predominantly Merlot, then mixed with Cab Sauve and Cab Franc and Malbec. On the left bank, it's primarily Cab Sauve mixed with Merlot, Cab Franc and Malbec. So this is a really nice Merlot blend. It's smooth. Uh, it's got a little bit of acidity and bite to it, which makes it nice to, to go with some food, some particular, some heavier food. Excellent, excellent. Well, I'm a, I'm actually drinking a Shiraz tonight, and the winery that I chose was a winery called uh, Two Oceans. So it is on the southern tip of South Africa, just outside um, of the Cape Town area. Um, and you know, the the claim to fame for this wine is the uh, the climate that the grapes are grown in. So it's a so it's a Shiraz. So it's a, a dark skin grape, um, and it definitely has very much a kind of a blueberry, blackberry type of a flavor to it. Um, but because you're talking, you know, the southern tip of, of South Africa, it is very much a warmer climate. Um, so you have that fruitiness, but you don't have all of the sugar that you would normally get from the grapes that are grown in, in cooler climates. Mm -hmm. Um, so, but the, the, the winery itself, again, it's on the, um, the Southern tip and it's just outside of, uh, of Cape town and the name, uh, two oceans obviously comes from, you know, right at that Southern tip is where you have the Indian ocean, which is a warmer kind of greenish sort of ocean that basically lines right into where the Atlantic ocean, which is a, uh, a colder, um, blue ocean so um i've actually been to cape town a, a couple of times it's actually beautiful there uh, and i've actually believe it or not gone to uh, a couple of wineries just outside of the uh, the cape town area it's probably about a 30 40 minute ride um to get out there of course we were on sales calls while we were out doing that it's actually surprising how many um, um companies and, and even data centers were were located uh, out in that area but but they're out there um, so you have this kind of weird area where you'd be going and driving along and heading to, you know, basically an office park where there would be, you know, office buildings and, and, and you know, kind of a tech area. But you go through all of these wineries and vineyards in order to get there. So once we uh, finished up the day, we had to go around and sample some of the uh, the wines that were there, and it was it was awesome. And the and the thing that I remember is that. So I'd spent uh, a couple of trips down to, to South Africa and spent you know about a week each time that I was there, and never ever once did I have a bad um, uh, glass of wine. Um, mm -hmm. And what blew me away was the price points for the wine. So the bottle that I'm drinking tonight, believe it or not, is a $12 bottle. And wow. I would say, yeah, I would say for 12 bucks, it is definitely one of the best 
um, $12 bottle of wines I've, I think I've ever, ever had. So for the price point, you, you, you absolutely can't beat it. But even going out and just having wine with dinner, I remember, a, you know, a really nice bottle of wine in, you know, U.S. dollars being, you know, easily under 10 bucks at a, at a nice restaurant. So um, great place to go if you, if you like wine, a lot of variety there. And um, again, you know, just from a, from a, um, um, I guess, kind of a, a winery type of experience perspective, there's a lot of cool places to kind of check out and see um, along the way. Yeah, I've never done it, but it's been on my to-do list. Yeah, if you could survive the flight. <laughs> yes. If you could survive, because I did it and I had to fly from JFK into Johannesburg, and I believe that is a 16 and a half hour flight to get there. And there was an issue with the the seats that I got where I was trying, I was supposed to have an aisle seat, but because of the way they actually labeled the seats, I ended up being in kind of the middle of the middle row, which was a, a pretty, oh, it was a, it was, um, it was a horrendous experience, I would say, but like I was able to completely just wipe it from my mind and I don't, I don't remember much of it. So it's kind of like surgery. You come out and you just remember that you had surgery, but you don't remember everything that kind of happened during the, uh, the surgery. So, but if you can, um, if you can survive the flight, it's definitely worth it. One story, not, not to kind of drag on here, but I do remember, um, as you cross the equator, this weird thing happens where, you know, we left in kind of the late morning. So we've been flying for, I don't know, several hours and everybody's kind of sleeping. And as you cross the equator, something happens with the winds for some reason. I don't know what it was, but the plane all of a sudden dropped and it went into like a free fall where like you were literally in zero gravity because the plane just had no air underneath its wings. And it felt like it was 30 seconds. It was probably closer to two or three seconds. But if you want to get freaked out, <laughs> being in the middle of a middle of a row and you're eight hours in, you still have eight plus hours to go. And all of a sudden you feel the plane beneath you falling. That will get your attention. <laughs> and that will cause you to drink some nice wow. uh, wine. Yeah. yeah, South African Airlines, by the way. So they had. Yeah. Uh, they had it was a direct flight there. to Joburg? It was a direct flight to Joburg, yeah. yeah. And then going to Cape Town, it's like a two-hour flight. It's nothing once you're, once you're yeah. there. But you have to yeah. do Cape Town. If you, if you go all the way to Joburg, you have no, to Oh, yeah. Cape if Town. you're going to go down there, yeah. Um, yeah, half the time. I mean, I've looked at, at doing it down there, and it's because uh, my brother was working down there, and I was going to go visit him. But, you know, most of the flights, um, most of the flights go through Europe. You know, there's not many direct flights, which is even worse. You know, I was looking to go through – Charles de Gaulle and then down, which adds a shitload of extra time. Oh, yeah, I bet. If you're not if you're not an airline elitist in the sense that you're looking for a specific airline to rack up points Miles. or you know, and you gotta be business class and all of that, if you're just looking to get from point A to point B, it's a it's a decent airline. I would tell you there are no frills. So you know, you, you get you get free wine, that's about it. And I think they do that just to keep everybody happy on that flight especially if yeah. you're in the middle of the middle row because you're pretty much ready to, you know. I think certain international flights over a certain distance, you just get free wine. Like, that was yeah. my experience traveling to Brazil and other places. Like, they're just like, no, please. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, please, even, please even going to Europe, even going to Europe, yeah. Europe you know, I've flown, I've flown from Boston to Europe and, like, you know, on, well, it's yeah, France too with the port, yeah. 
K- Australia, KLM is, same. K- yeah, yeah, KLM is a little cheap. I'm not a big fan of KLM. Um, they're, they're, you know, the Dutch have a rep- the Dutch are earning their reputation with KLM. See, if you keep up with that stuff, Colin, we're never going to get sponsored. You have to say well, nice things about these big companies. Most hmm. South African wine is actually technically Dutch, is it not? Like every every single one of those names was was not a name I would associate yeah. with anywhere else. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're originally well, they're Dutch settlers, right? Yes, true. Yes. Yeah. The boar, yes. So anyway, if you do go to South Africa, you have to know uh, two things. You, you need to know cricket because that is like the mm. sport down there. Mm. Yep. And um, and rugby. It's cricket and rugby. Those were mm. kind of like the two the two big things. So I like rugby. I don't understand it, but I'll watch it just because it's close to like regular American football. So it's like okay. I can kind of get my head around or someone crosses a line and they score. But the cricket thing, I just, I don't get. Oh, no, highlight. That's the other thing that they play. They, they play highlight there? Oh, wow. There was, hi- there was highlight. Yeah, oh, yeah, I was surprised by that's that. That's really interesting. That's really interesting. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Why, I wonder why that happened. Yeah. All right, so yeah. moving on. So the, um, the tech topic for tonight, one near and dear certainly to my heart, and that is, you know, user experience, right? And, and you know, the point being is that, you know, today I think more of a, you know, what creates kind of that bond with a user or a consumer may not be necessarily the technology itself, but it's just the the ease of or the, let's just say, lack of friction if you want to get something done um, within that technology. So, you know, some examples of things that you, you use every day, not necessarily because of the back end in terms of what's happening to make the piece of technology work, but more of... What's that end-to-end experience as you go through that? So we'll start with Colin this time because uh, he's, he's typing up his notes. I can hear him clicking away. So multitasking. Sorry. Is multitasking on your list? Sorry, by the, random, by the way, random, random work message I have to deal with. Sorry. That's okay. By the way, I forgot it, to mention it's like my, we're all... <laughs> my, my we're South all African there. wine is a screw cap. And normally when I see screw caps, I'm like, nope, not something yeah. that I would normally drink. But I got to tell you, for a $12 screw cap, don't, this is – yeah, don't go ahead. A, don't be a cork snob. There's yeah. Some yeah, really no. good wines that have screw caps. It's just, yeah, I'm with agreed. you. I'm with Agreed. You. I, we, as we discovered in episode 13, yeah. there are yeah. things that come in a can that are pretty legit. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe not a box, maybe. but a can. <laughs> Yep. We might still be snobby about the cans. Oh, so, boy. I, I'm going to do the easy one first. I have a second one that's a bit more complex. Um, but, I'm, you know, I you know, I continue to stick with Apple. And I've stuck with Apple for a long time just because, primarily because of the user interface, because things work. You know, there's some things that it doesn't allow you to do, and it is a little bit patronizing in some ways. But it works. It's easy. It um it just goes, um, you know, everything seamlessly works together. I don't have to worry and and stress about things. And so I'm, I'm just a you know, huge fan of their UI. It's sort of thought through. And again, on the iPhone, they had early on, they had some weird things like the copy and paste was weird. And they, I think they've finally gotten down that, that usability and how people want to use it. You know, it's not necessarily how everyone wants to use it, but it addresses most of the use case. Yeah. I I have to echo that in that um, I don't know that I'll ever be rid of my Apple as as much as I get frustrated with the ecosystem sometimes like my iPhone just works and I had this debate with with a technologist over Apple versus Android and what the real differences were and he went on and he's like well real tinkers 
like the Android phones. And I'm like, there are things, I love to tinker. And there are things that are, are things to tinker with. But yeah. my phone is not yeah. one of them. <laughs> so I'm solidly in that camp with you, Colin. Yeah, I'm, I'm a registered Apple developer from back in the day when I actually used to do shit. I just keep paying Ooh. my membership. But that gives you access to the beta builds and stuff. And I did it once on my phone. Um, and I happened to go on vacation to Brazil and my phone crashed and I couldn't restore it <laughs> and, you know, couldn't get it back up. So I will never, I don't tinker with my phone either. No beta builds, nothing. It's, it's, wow. it's only GA code on my phone. Yep. Same. On my iPad, I'll, I'll, I'll do the, the, the dev builds on my iPad because I can live without it. But on my phone, it has to work. So it's interesting that you guys picked uh, Apple. Actually, I should say not interesting. It's yeah. unsurprising yeah. that you picked Apple because Apple is on my list as well. Um, but it made my list, it's number two um, mm -hmm. in terms of the things that I wanted to talk about, but not necessarily because of the technology itself, but because of the user experience. Yeah. And what I mean by that is, I know it's kind of old school, but there is a physical store. There are people. So if you have a problem, if you need to replace something, if you need to find an accessory, if you want to go and look at something and check it out before you actually yeah. buy it, you can actually walk into a physical mm -hmm. store, which I get, you know, most people don't do. But it's always kind of cool to go check out the Apple store. And anytime I go to the mall for no other reason, I'll go into the Apple store just to kind of look around and, you know, see what, what are the latest gadgets and what's the new phones and, you know, take a look at the new laptops and things like that just to kind of check in and, and see what they have. But I have, I have to say this and shout out to anybody that's ever worked at the Apple store. The people in there... I think just from a, a, a retail consumer experience perspective are outstanding because anytime mm -hmm. I've gone in there and I've had to deal with, with any kind of an issue, regardless whether it's, you know, I had my kid dropped her phone in the, uh, in the toilet once mm -hmm. and it didn't work and we had to go in there. And, and so they put the phone down and it's interesting because they don't touch the phone they have you put it down and then they start asking questions, you know, well, what happened? And when you tell them what happened to the phone, then it's like a hazmat thing where they come out and they've got like special gloves and a bag and, you know, all this stuff. So it was kind of kind of funny to see that. But but just the the people that work there, um, I, I think they're they're way more knowledgeable than any place that you would find from a from a retail perspective. And they're, and they're willing to work with you. And just the fact that, you know, I don't even have to take out a credit card. I don't have to do anything. They just do everything off of the phone. I mean, you know, that's the part of it that I like is just, just being able to go in and, yeah. and have that kind of that, that satisfaction from a, uh, from a user perspective. So that, that to me, again, I, I'm all in on the ecosystem and yeah. my whole world revolves around, you know, iOS in terms of my day-to-day -day stuff. But again, having that that ability to walk into a physical store when you have a question or if you want to check something out, I think is is has a lot of value. Well, here, here's an interesting proposition for y'all, and I know I know we're all you know iPhone people, but um, I had a friend who who um, who had a really bad um, Android experience. Um, his phone died; it was still under warranty. He got a new one. They sent him in the new version because the old one wasn't available. But then they tried to charge him the upcharge. And he went through a month of contesting it. You know, it was just again, there was no store to go into, nothing. Um, and you know, every time he ca he called them, it was it was crazy. Um, but um, I, I sort of came out of it, and a, a key takeaway from mine, I was doing a little bit of research and stuff trying to help him, is that I don't think Google is interested in Android anymore. I don't think it's just, it's strategic for them anymore. I think they figure it's out there, it's done. You know, 
And I think it's just something that they can use to continue to move forward. But I don't think they're, from what I've looked, it doesn't look like they're heavily investing. No, it's cruise control. I, I yeah. would agree. Yeah. Whereas, well, like, you know, Apple seems to be doing, you know, a bunch of interesting R&D around it. Well, you know, the, the next kind of the next sort of battle line for any of these mobile devices is to ha- is breaking away from the, uh, the carriers, right? So yeah. everyone's scrambling mm-hmm. to come up with the technology. So when you buy an iPhone or an Android or whatever that device of choice is, you no longer have to sign up with AT&T, Verizon, T-Mobile, whatever, whatever it is, because you now have a direct um, uh, provider that includes the device as well as your connectivity, right? You see, you see Spectrum, you know, kind of making making their way into that where they don't necessarily sell you the devices, but they'll provide you the the connectivity and, and kind of the broadband in order to, to actually operate the device. So it'll be uh, interesting to see kind of how that that shakes out. Yeah. Hmm. So number one on my list, mm-hmm. no no surprise, right? What you guys obviously know what it's going to be, and that's that's Amazon <laughs> because <laughs> yeah. Yep. You guys all know, you know, you just you see this random thing or you have this random thought and, you know, 30 seconds later, you know, it's going to be delivered at your house the, 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 the next morning. And I apologize because I, you know what, I forgot I owed you guys something from the, oh, the dent puller. I owe you guys a yeah. $6 dent, uh, dent oh, puller's sure. on the way. It's all right. All right. No, no, I'm going to send you the dent puller because I want you guys to experience it. I was just playing with it the other day. There's that, I told you, I pulled a dent out of the, out of the truck and it's like 90% gone, but there's a little ridge there, but I still keep working the ridge because I'm thinking that maybe I could just get lucky and hit it at the right angle and I'll be able to, to, to pop that out. But um, here's the thing with me. So um, if, if I can't, if I have to buy something and I have to order it and I have to enter in my name and my address and payment information, and all of that, forget it. I'm not, I'm not buying it. Right. It's just it's too much work, too much effort, uh, and I'm not going to handle it. I'll give you a great example. So on, on Instagram, I keep getting pushed this ad for this grill cleaner. So it's basically I don't know if you guys have seen it, but it's a it's yeah. a it's a grill brush. But you put water on it and it allows you to kind of steam clean your grill to get all the grime and, and grit off of it. And I grill a lot. And what I usually do is I'll wad up a bunch of paper towels and I'll use that depending on what I cooked on it last to get everything down yeah. so that the, uh, the the grills are nice, nice. and clean. And, and I saw this thing and it was 30 bucks and everyone was like, oh, it's the greatest thing ever since, you know, whatever. And, All right, I'm in 30 bucks. I'll, I'll give it a shot. And I went to go order it. And as soon as I went to go order it through Instagram, it came up and it was like, create a user account. And it's like, <laughs> nope, I do not want a relationship with a you know, grill scraper company. I don't think I, I need to have that sort of a vendor management relationship that I that I need to add in to, to complicate my life. So I'm not ordering it from you because you're going to want all my information and you're going to send me a bajillion emails and I'm going to buy this thing one time and, and that's it. So then I went to Amazon to see if I could look it up and they didn't have it there. They had all these other things that weren't the exact same thing. And, you know, and I'm looking around and come to find out if I had just entered in my information, probably would have taken less time than trying to find it on Amazon. But because of the fact that I would have to have another consumer relationship with another vendor, um, I wasn't willing to sign up for that. So I'll just continue to use my wadded up paper towels to clean my grill when I go ahead and make my steak or chicken or shrimp or whatever it is that I'm cooking there. 
Yeah, so. if you heat the grill up enough and you have a good brush, you're doing good enough, in my opinion. But, but yeah, I. I would I'm need to get. I would need to get the squirrels that are living in my grill out before I grilled again. <laughs> no why, right? <laughs> yes. I went out. Yeah. I went out this spring and went to grill something, and I saw little hands under the grill. And <gasps> I shut the lid and didn't go back. Oh my! Yeah, I wouldn't go back either. I've got. Yeah. Um, I I use my grill enough that the squirrels know not to get in it, but. Mm. That's yeah. scary. Yeah, so yeah. Um, but um, so actually, Scott, my second is related to that. Um, okay. And, it, and it, it's also an Apple thing, um, but there's a really funny story behind it. Um, I love Apple Pay. And, yes. And, and sort of touchless payment in general. Mm. And, and particularly now in the COVID era where I, you can just click it, click a button and go, or even on my watch, I can do it, right? I can put a button on my watch. It's even more important because I don't have to scan my face, which means I don't have to have a mask on, which is nice. Um, um, and so I think, you know, I can be out biking or running, and I've done this while biking. I stopped at Subway to pick up a snack or something for, you know, on a long bike ride. Don't have to get anything out. Don't have to have money on me. I can just pay for it with my watch. Um, it's also dangerous because I ended up paying for a lot of freaking things that way, and it sort of wasn't in my norm for the first, like, six months. It wasn't in my normal spending tracking methodology you know it wasn't and so i sort of had to incorporate so i overspent a little that way because it was just so easy to do everything um and i love websites that have it again just this oh. one for me because you can just go say pay with apple you don't have to create an account you don't have to type anything in it reads all that information from your apple bank yeah. yeah, I use I use PayPal for that. So if, yeah. if that that was it, so if I could have got the the grill brush and I could have hit PayPal, which yeah. is basically an Amazon company anyway, I would have, um, you know, I would have done that. But no, it, it needed me to enter in all of the information. As soon as it asked me to create a user account mm -hmm. and a password, I was like, I'm done. I I'm not yeah. interested in this. Well, and yeah, I more did. People I, should integrate. Yeah, but the other thing I did um, I did recently is I did my first um, login with Apple. And that was so, you know, I actually did need to create an account for something. I don't know what it was. Um, you know, it wasn't just a payment thing. They wanted me to create an account on some site. And I didn't want to, have to give them my information shit, but you log in with Apple, it creates one. It's fully abstracted and anonymized. They don't get your information. I'm, I'm a yep. big fan of that. Yeah, same, same. I did DoorDash that way where I guess, I guess it's a, a tell of how long it took me to actually buy into DoorDash, but no. I did DoorDash that way. Well, and it was amazing. And Amazon has a similar thing where, where you can now use Amazon Pay for some sites. But either way, like, that whole idea of being able to register and pay at the same time with a click of the button, yeah. brilliant. Well, and, 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 anon and anonymously, not having yes. to give over my information. Yes. Yeah. 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 Well, those are th that's, that's the new currency, right? These are the new financial mm -hmm. institutions that are going to run the world because it becomes... It's like when, you know, you first came out with, you know, you had a MasterCard and you had a Visa and you had a Discovery, right? And it was discovery. like, well, who, Discover, babe. Who, who have Discover? <laughs> and you had a Discover, it was like, who, what, what, a dis no one takes it. But it was like, so, you know, who could, who could process the transaction? And that basically oh. determined where you would go. But now it, it's Trivia question, trivia question. Okay. How, I said you brought it up. How can you tell by looking at a credit card number? If it's a Visa, Mastercard, or Discover, I used the to first work digit. for a credit card company. I'm yeah. exempt, but it is, yeah. yeah. And yeah, and it the always first pisses. Eight it, it, tells you even it, more. Yes, yeah, totally, yeah. <laughs> but the first digit, 
Um, four is for Visa, five is for MasterCard, six is for Discover and others. There are others in that sixth category, right? It's, Nine it's is yeah. Uh, Amex, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And but it's interesting. I was it always pisses me off when people speaking of user interfaces when people ask you to type in your credit card and then choose the credit card type. I was like, it's in the fucking. <laughs> Algorithm yeah, is in the, the code there. Yeah, the instant yeah. I put four, you know exactly where I'm going with this. Yes, like, exactly. Yeah. You don't can ask. always. You and can and always... it's a mathematical algorithm. I remember as a, as a, as a ne'er do well, you know, uh, college, early college student, um, I actually had an algorithm generated that generated valid credit card numbers. And we would Ooh. use them to sign up for free AOL accounts. <sighs> and then, you know, when they expired, we'd switch yeah. and generate another fake number. Because at the time, the infrastructure didn't exist to actually check that the, the card was valid. It just checked that the number was a valid number. And, you know, it yeah. met the internal algorithm. So, yeah. so It's interesting. Wow. You can always tell when Colin has hit the half point of his <laughs> bottle. Because that's usually when the first F-bomb drops. So... I don't know what you're talking about. But All right. That's not any kind of shade I I need to have in my life. I love All right. Colin. All we right. never said we never said this was a PG podcast. No, we never exactly. did. Exactly. We never did. Yeah. Um. Uh. So the the point that I was going to make is just around you know kind of you know who controls the sort of the the you know the, the way mm-hmm. payments are made. It's interesting because you guys know about the um uh the Apple suing Fortnite. Right? Apple is not suing Fortnite. Fortnite is suing, well, Epic Games is suing both Apple and right. Google. All right. So, in, so the, in an antitrust suit. So you you're worth. well you're well versed on this. So why don't you yes. explain? <laughs> yes. Tell, so so what 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 is going on and what are the ramifications, Melissa? So this actually ties in beautifully to to one of my user experience things, which is actually Fortnite, which is. <laughs> We'll get to that in a minute, but um, what was it last week? Apple, or sorry, Fort, Epic Games announced that they were suing both Apple and Google um, in an antitrust suit based on their um, policy or or new procedure. They they were essentially kicked out of both app stores. So in being kicked out of both app stores for violating terms, the terms violation they had is that that they offered. Um, in-app purchases at a discounted rate outside of the Apple and Google ecosystem. Um, so they found a workaround for each and try to use it and then were ejected from the App Store in both cases. So it was a violation of their term of service, but now they're saying that, you know, Google and Apple both have a bit of... Uh, a monopoly on the market in that if you don't meet their terms and and their taxes for being right. an app that yes. that um that they'll just boot you and kick you out and and you're kind of reliant on that as a business which i get and they released this brilliant 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 little commercial kind of um after the brilliant apple commercial of the the 1985 apple commercial kind of kind of tongue in cheek directed at Apple that was that was really beautiful but um but that's part of the reason I actually chose Fortnite for this because I didn't want to go with a traditional route of of picking Apple or Amazon as as a target for user experience the the experience with Fortnite is interesting because it is marketing genius like they have every piece of their game has some kind of marketing built in 
and some kind of experience built in for the user that I would say is is quite extra to be honest. <laughs> so right. they have they have their their promotional videos and and their response videos to Apple and I understand marketing and I know what they're doing. But um but for example, their new season started today and they um they advertise that new season in several ways, but as part of playing the game and I play this game with one of my sons um to kind of give him a human interaction thing to do that also ties into his interests in inside COVID, right? So in playing around in the game, there were little Easter eggs, of course, for the new season. So so you could go and see like Thor's hammer and go, oh, there's something coming. And and different little things like that. And then they had like this big little announcement inside their platform where you go and they have a whole comic book readout of what's happening and a trailer for it and and these different things. But also inside there, they, they host concerts. And, and you can go in and they disable weapons and whatnot. And you can go and, like, experience this whole digital concert experience and dance and do whatever with your virtual character. And it's pretty cool. And, and all this stuff just... There's so much tied into it to to um, the radio you're listening to as you're yep. as you're flying around the game and stuff. It's amazing. Like they did a really amazing job of creating a digital experience. And I think I think as people in technology who are now looking at digital conferences and digital experiences as the only thing we have, we should pay more attention to Fortnite. Yeah, I, I think you're right, because it completely immerses the user into that whole world, right? And it's not just, you know, you know, getting through the game and, you know, hooking up with your friends and doing all that. It becomes much more of a, you know, a, a community experience because, you know, you have the actual game itself, but then you have all these things that are outside of the game that you also become part of. So I, I agree. It is, it is absolutely brilliant, and my kids are... 1000% addicted to that. Yes. And um, the, the commercial, by the way, and I love that Apple commercial. The commercial is, is known as 1984. So if you have a commercial yes, and the way it's identified is by the year and you own that whole year, you know straight up it's a legit commercial. The only downside to that is, is I don't think a lot of the people that are playing Fortnite <laughs> you know, remember 1984? They will now, the though, correct? Yeah, because you're... of this, because of this resurgence and repeat of the commercial, which is essentially a a Fortnite cartoon version yeah. of the commercial that they essentially remade with a few word changes, and that yes. was it. Like they changed just enough not to get sued. For Absolutely, real. so brilliant, 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 brilliant marketing, no doubt. Yes, no doubt and for all. what it's worth, I hate shooting games. And, and I still play this partly because of my son, partly because there's so many extras that are so entertaining that the shooting bothers me less than it does with other games. So. Have you guys have you guys had a chance to check out, not to completely change the, the subject, but have you watched the, um, the Netflix, uh, I guess it's a documentary, uh, High Score? About no. kind of the video games, so I, I watched the first episode. Yes, I watched the first. Episode. I watched so I watched the first and the second episode, and it's pretty good. Um, very nostalgic because you know I I remember growing up and I remember all these games in the order that they came out, and 
you know, some of these things you, you knew happened, but you didn't remember, like when Atari, you know, sued the developers for, um, oh God, what was the, uh, the missile game? Where they were launching the missiles and you missile had to, command, yeah, missile command, yes, and, and yeah. they, they the, MIT, the, the MIT kids who hacked it, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that and I was like, oh yeah, I kind of remember that, but I didn't remember that. And then you hear about the actual first game console that had the um, the cartridges, which was the well, F F Factor, I think is what it was called. I forget, but there was a game that came out before um, yeah. the the uh, the original Atari device. Yeah, but um, even even you. in that even in that the fact that I, they made a point of saying that you know the first bundled cartridge with the Atari, you know the Atari had been out for a while and they decided to bundle Space Invaders with it. The thought of that, you know, well, of course you'd bundle something with it, make it more attractive, having something to play with. Yeah. But yeah. Just that was a new thing at the time. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah that's and, and there's a lot of random little amazing. features there. It's, it's it's really well done. It's great nostalgia. Um, yeah, it's 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 a good show. I had to get it back to it. So while we're on the topic of shows, I have to admit my my new favorite show is Love Lovecraft Country. Have either of you seen it? What is it? No. Lovecraft Country. It's on HBO Plus or Go or whatever it's called. Okay, synopsis. What's it about? It's essentially based on um uh I guess a collection of short stories um titled Love Lovecraft Country, but it's Lovecraftian stories, so so in the sci-fi genre, um, and and it's verbatim basically the sh- the short stories, but um, but it's the first two episodes were were one short story, and and it was based in like nineteen sixties era, um, Northeast America kind of um, vibe, I guess Midwest and Northeast. And they encounter these these crazy Lovecraftian monsters, and and things happen, and you kind of get a glimpse of what that era was like in America, but also this kind of crazy monster vibe kind of built in. Um, and it's a very well done, interesting show if you're into sci-fi at all. So I was curious if either of you had checked it out. I no, I, I haven't even heard I, of it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I haven't either, and I and I'm looking for new content, and I'm gonna end up once I once things settle down, then I'll probably sign up because I don't have HBO yet, but I'm, I'm gonna definitely do it. But um, I was a big fan of of Room 104, uh, and Ooh, this sounds yes. yeah, so this sounds kind of similar because it has sort of the same. I mean, it's about a hotel room and all the things that happen in that particular hotel room. So I I liked that show a lot. Some of them were silly. Some of them were very scary. Some of them were kind of heavy. So you know, it was a good uh, it was a good mix of, um, of of different things in terms of the plots for those half hour shows. Are you do you did you either of you watch uh, The Boys? I, I really started want to get it. into that. Season two is coming out in two weeks. Um, I'm I'm I thought it was, in a bit I thought it was really. Yeah, binge it now. It was it was really well done. You know, again, it, it's it's a pretty quick ramp, but it's a little bit of a ramp. Um, and again, it's about what it would be really like if you were a superhero. And okay, you know, if you had the, if you had these superpowers, you know, could you always be a good guy, or would you sort of be you know a schmuck from time to time? I so I don't yeah. get that. You know, I, if, I, if, I, if if you if you had invisibility, right, would you not stalk the women's restroom? <laughs> on occasion, <laughs> you know, if no one, yeah, you know, exactly. Well, it's sort of, you know, if you're it's, it's oriented about... that way, for sure, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, so it's like, you know, too often our superheroes are, are fine enough standing and these are much more nuanced and gray and even black in some cases. And so um, it's sort of a, so it's very, it's a dark side of a superhero story that it's really, really interesting and done. It is. I, I, I don't like the name on it because like the boys, but the most interesting characters are, are women. The women. Yes. And and, and so it's like, I don't know. But that's the point. The men are schmucks. The men are schmucks. And the men are the ones who are, you know, you know, harassing the women or, you know, you know, doing all sorts of, you know, being criminals or whatever. Yeah. And it's the right. All the men are schmucks. Why can't we have a good guy? Is is there at least one good man? Yeah, there is there is a good guy, but he's he doesn't, he doesn't have powers. He doesn't have powers. His well, we, I don't want to spoil it, but yeah, yeah, he's the one yeah. suing the ones. Uh, actually, yeah, not yeah, suing yeah. anymore, but trying yeah. to find out what trying happened. Trying to sue them. Yeah. And, yeah, his yeah, girlfriend, yeah. his girlfriend, his girlfriend dies in a superhero accident. <laughs> oh my! Speed, speed was involved. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <sighs> yeah. Speed and um, yeah. <laughs> combustion, basically. Well, it, it's, it's the very first episode, so it's like she. No, it's not even the first. It's not even the first episode. It's like yeah, the she first, does. Yeah. It's the first. No, scene, it's right. like the yeah. first. Yeah, it's the first yeah, sixty yeah, yeah. seconds. So, st- so, so, so the the guy who has the flash like superpowers is running mm-hmm. down the street and is distracted, and she steps out in the middle of the street and. He runs into wow. her and gets vaporized. Nice. But you don't. Yeah. But you don't. You don't see him. You just see her kind of like. You see a blur. Yeah, shatter. Her, her shatter. Yes. Wow. So wow. yeah, no, that's 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 definitely a good series. I've, I've got, I'm a, I'm a couple into. I'm kind of scattered all over the place in terms of the things. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm running I'm low watching. on shows. I need that to come back. I'm, How was I, the uh, the? Don't spoil it because I haven't seen it yet. We're uh, waiting for like a, we're gonna have, make a whole thing out of it, which is the uh, the final episode of the Umbrella Academy. Good. Good. Oh, you didn't no, say no, that. No, 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 no. It's right. good. It's good, but oh, um, the last scene. Yeah. Is freaking mind blowing. I won't drop okay. another F bomb. Oh god. Nice. Okay. Nice. And yeah. it totally sets up a whole new, new season, and it's like, oh, this is going to be really interesting because you sort of, you know, you know, one of the things I was worried about going through it is like, okay, they've done this, you know. They've done the time travel thing. They've done the thing. What are they going to do next to keep it going? And they have figured out how to make it interesting. Okay. Nice. Nice. I'm excited about that one. I I caught several more episodes over last weekend. We've we've converted you? Did we really convert you? I don't know if you've converted me yet, but I'm definitely trying. Okay. So you're keeping keeping an open mind. Although this weekend is going to be Bill and Ted's... um, Bill and Ted faces the music, or whatever it's called. They face the music, yes. Which is a repeat of a movie that I think was released in the 90s. Um, Are you serious? Well, not a repeat, but like uh, a follow-up to um, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure from the 90s featuring Keanu Reeves. So the boys and I... What's the other guy's name? I don't care. Like, to be that, honest, I'm not big on actors, so oh, you know, I didn't. I didn't know that was coming out. I, I remember and, tweeting about that a couple, like a, over a year ago, because I remember reading something about it. And literally, I was walking down the street in Mountain View, and they were putting in a Circle K, and I was like, "Oh, it's a sign." Um, yes. <laughs> oh, it, it's actually. Oh, it's actually in the real theaters. Yes, it's coming out. Um, well, well, it's also available on demand. Yes, it's yeah, because we I mean, don't oh, have that, theaters open. So yeah, I was gonna say yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have to watch. It. Yeah, it's 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 the, it's. It's the new Bill and Dead. It's the sequel. Yeah. Oh wow. I yeah. Yes. I didn't know. I didn't know. I'm excited. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think it comes out what tonight or tomorrow? Tomorrow. 
All right. So, so when you watch it, you have to let me know, and if you think it's good enough, I'll drop the thirty bucks or whatever it is that they're gonna want. But I don't want to, I don't want to get it right out of the gate unless it's good. And and it's gonna be good. Well, that's. I'm hoping. (laughs) I'm hoping it's good because I love. I love the characters. I love the whole thing. And you know, I remember going to the movies to see it when when you know the first and the second one came out. So I'm I'm kind of dating myself there. But um. But yeah, you, if you could just drop me a note and let me know what you think of it, yeah, your day, and then I'll definitely right. Snapchat you about it. Since, okay. Um, yeah. All right. All right. I'll be I'll I'll, I'll be looking for that. Um, and I'm just kind of looking here. The other thing is so you know an easy one is kind of Stranger Things. So there's an episode four coming out. And the only reason why I wanted to to bring that up is I remember so we were talking about you know good final episodes. Mm-hmm. And I may mm-hmm. have told this story before to you guys, but I, you know, the last the last episode for season three, mm-hmm. I was watching it. I had it downloaded on my downloaded on my device, and I was watching it on on a on a flight. And it was like right at the end where you know she's reading the letter from the dad about the boyfriend, and you know has all these life lessons because everybody, well, supposedly something happened and he's no longer there. We'll see what happens in season four because it was a little bit of a you know, kind of teaser. a twist and ter- yeah, a little bit of a teaser. Um, but you didn't see that. You thought he was like gone, gone as you, she was reading the letter. And well, I'm if, si- you, if you kind of waited a little bit, you saw it. But you, but when she was reading the letter, you didn't know because at the end, when the with the whatever, I don't. You, you remember you were what hot happened? Mess. Yeah. So, so the point being is, I'm sitting on an airplane and I'm watching this thing, and I literally have tears pouring down my yeah. face. I'm watching this. I'm like. Oh my God! They got me, they got me, the bastards. So, um, yeah. So that was a good one. Uh, it's always good when you have a nice, uh, a nice ending to, uh, um, to to a season like that. But more importantly, when they give you a glimpse of hope that there's another season coming. It's like um, um, the Ozarks. I don't know if you guys watched that. I thought <sighs> that is, oh yeah, that is like one of the best things on TV. Justin Bateman. You can't Jason him. Bateman. Jason, and what did I say? I'm from Missouri and have family in the Ozarks and have problems with that show, but go ahead and have your fun. Are they, are they, so there's heroin fields or whatever, poppy fields. I didn't know you could grow poppy in Missouri, but apparently that's part of the, the plot of the show. I Sorry, will I'm, I'm reserve taping, comment. taking a sip of wine. <laughs> I, don't, I don't watch it. Um, so when, when nope. is the new season of... Um, of- Stranger Things Stranger. coming out. Uh, it says right here, expected to be released in the 2020, 2021. Um, yeah, I, I didn't think, yeah. They're usually around a Christmas thing, and then plus the postponed for COVID, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah because the last season released in, like, July last, last year or something, and they were going to release in July again, and then COVID hit, so so it's a big question. But I've been kind of watching that. There, there's an, there was an escape room actually in, um, Utrecht, outside of Amsterdam that had like a Stranger Things theme that Ooh. I really wanted to get to in July of last year, um, because because we were there for a conference and and I didn't get to it while it was open, but I was definitely outside it, but. Um, it's definitely something I want to check out the next time I'm over there in Amsterdam if they still have something like that. So I may it have says to make a trip for that, yeah. 
Yeah, it says online that they've started season four uh, shooting, but um, it's been postponed because of. Oh, what is that? Was that you on the drums? Did you guys hear that? No. No. Oh, okay. That was me then. Um, Probably you or your neighbors. Yeah. No, 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 no. I think I I clicked on something and and, uh, an ad was playing in that. And so, by the way, in case you care, um, Bill and Ted Face the Music is on Amazon Prime Video for twenty five bucks. Woohoo! All right, I just looked it up. That's. I know, what I'm, I know what I'm doing tomorrow night. Damn right, you and me both. <laughs> you guys send me your reviews, and, and then I'll, I'll wake up early on Saturday, and I'll, after my run, I'll watch it. Well, actually, Anytime. you just. Oh, I've been struggling with a creative idea for something. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, because I like to write humorous stuff and base it on the theme. And mm-hmm. I think I'm just going to do it, rewrite it all based on Bill and Ted. It's that's so <gasps> easy to do. <laughs> so Can you send do. it to me? Yeah, Can totally. You send yeah. it to me? And it's so nostalgic, so, and everyone remembered it. It'll be perfect. Oh God, I, you just saved it'll my be butt. great. Yeah. 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 You just saved my butt. Like, I'll totally send it to you. Whatever you do, so, make sure it's not longer than 90 seconds. No, no, no. no. I, oh, I, so I, I do a, I do a, I do a monthly newsletter. Oh, you okay. See, you see yes, I, yeah. you I, know I those. I kept, yeah. yeah, yeah, those, yeah. And yeah. I was trying to do something related to working at home and sheltering at home, and it was a little too depressing. And so, yeah. Um, but you, because you want something that's broad enough appeal that everybody sort of gets it and gets the joke. So, yeah. Got it. T- today, our yeah. all hands theme was Hamilton, and there <gasps> was singing involved. And I was like, holy cow. Like, I'm so glad that nobody, like, pinged me for that because. <laughs> so. Uh, See, I, the, I support Bill and Ted. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I could do a whole Hamilton one. I mean, you've seen it, right? Yeah, yeah. And now that it's out on Disney, I think, you know, it's more accessible. Uh, but, you know, I thought about doing some Hamilton related a couple of years ago. Um, even a, we were asked to do a spoof music video for Chad. Ooh. Right? Yeah. And, and you know, um, for VX Rail, you know, right when we first came out. And I thought, you know, um, uh, what's it? Not going not gonna to miss my shot. Okay. You know, like just like my country, I'm young, scrappy, and hungry. I thought it would have that yeah. theme would have fit really well for a new product introduction. Um, Absolutely. But, but at the time, you know, the tickets were completely sold out, and very, you know, only the elite had seen it. So I thought it'd be way too elitist. Probably, yeah. Yeah. At the time. Yeah. I, I'd st- my vote not that not that I get one, but my vote is for your newsletter. Do uh, Bill and Ted. No, 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 totally. No, I'm, I'm yeah, convinced. I'm done now. I'm done. It's, it's yeah, lining Hamil- itself as we H- speak. Hamilton's yes. a little too, <laughs> I love it. So, too much on the sophisticated scale of things. You want, you know. Oh, no, more... I think that's why I didn't do it. But like I said, yeah. I, I, yeah, no, no, no. I, I know exactly what I'm doing. I'm going to get up tomorrow morning. <laughs> I don't have to run. I'm going to fucking rewrite this thing and be done. And like, it's going to be mind blowing. Woohoo. And I'll send it to you guys. Please do. Please do. S- speaking of running, you're doing like 15 miles a day. It's embarrassing. No, I'm only You're doing 50, me. 50 miles on the weekends now. And oh, oh God, geez. speaking of running, um, so I did 13 fine, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, two weeks ago, I did 15 Saturday. I was dead through yesterday. It took me. It took me till this morning to recover. Yeah. And it's yeah. It's and I've got to run 16 on Saturday, and I'm like, oh my God, it's just it was insane. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's my experience with anything over a half a marathon. Yeah, I, I don't know what the difference was, but it, it's it's really weird. It was like a light switch. It was like you know, I ran the I ran the thir- I ran the half, and then I biked forty miles the next day for, or forty eight miles the next day, and I was fine. Mm-hmm. 
and I was up running the next week and I was all fine. I did this. I took it easy on Sunday. I sat in the hot tub, um, you know, right after it. And, you know, I did a little bit of fast walking just to get the lactic acid out. I went to run on Tuesday and I was slow. I went to run on Wednesday and I was dying. So, yeah. Wow. So, but yeah, it's weird. Anyway. Well, I'm excited here because the weather is starting to shift a little bit. Yeah. So, you know, today was perfect. Today, this morning, it was in the in the 50s, which is just oh. and there was no. It was cloudy a little bit. You know, it was kind of muggy, but not not like it has been. Um, so, you know, those are the days that I love. I look forward to those versus the, you know, you wake up in the morning and it's already kind of in the mid 70s and humid. It's like, oh, this sucks. It already is hot outside. So. Um, not a big fan of the um, of the yeah. heat for sure. Yeah, all and, right. And same here. It's, it's taxing me as well, but yeah. yeah. All right. So and as it, the host, we are, I'm, I'm I'm wrapping up. We're we're getting kind of here towards. The well, end. no, we have to we have to start the baton passing process. Yes, we do. Yes. So uh, next week we have uh, uh, Melissa on tap as the hostess with the mostess. So in TechVine's true tradition. Uh, Melissa gets to choose uh, both the wine selection as well as the discussion topic. And I know she's put great due diligence into preparation <laughs> for the, the wine oh and discussion goodness. for next week. So what do we got? What, 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 am I, what am I ruining my weekend on to go search around for? What kind of... <laughs> I tried to warn you. So, <laughs> so let me start there. I tried to warn you. Um, you did. I didn't We're, think it was serious, though, but okay. We are going with sustainable wines and sustainable tech. So so sustainability is the theme of next week's podcast in that we are going to find wines that say they are sustainable. Um, it doesn't have to necessarily be certified because I don't know that that's a thing in the U.S. But, um, but wines that say they are sustainable and um, technology that that says the same. So, so talking about technology from a sustainability standpoint, bonus points, if it's around events or swag or anything like that, um, given that we are all kind of in marketing. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I, I was at you guys, not me. Yeah. You maintain that you're not in marketing, but you're, you're, you're a marketer. You have a marketing role. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) You're a marketer, even if you're not in the org. So, okay. All right, I I I I I philosophically disagree, but okay, I'll I'll allow it oh. just because we need to move on. Marketing gets a bad rap, like like so many people are like, no, I'm not in marketing. Like, yeah, but being but, able to explain things simply and compellingly is an important life skill. Yeah. Be, so, being so, a good marketer is actually so, is actually that's, very hard. That's to do. that's the point. So there's marketing and there's good marketing, and you yes. should. Con- you should not confuse the two. Absolutely. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you look at my inbox, and we can have a good discussion around the difference between marketing and good marketing. Because oh, uh, I'm not uh, sure that there's that there's a differentiator in your inbox, Scott. To the you discerning know. to the discerning eye, there is. But <laughs> I, we all know I, who we we all know who he works with. So yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like we we both work there. Like. Uh, anyway. We love okay. you. But all right, all right. Inside your inbox, unless you're sending yourself emails, there are no good yeah. marketers. Well, no, and I'll, and I'll tell you, you know, when I started working in the West Coast, I thought it would be the Nirvana and everybody would be perfect and whatever. And I'll tell you, it's no. even worse. It's even yeah. worse because there's so much demand, you can get by with being half-ass. 
All right. Yeah. Are you going to edit that out? <laughs> no, 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 hell no, hell no, no. No, we're going all out tonight. I haven't called anyone specific out, and, you know, no, I'm saying in, in general, is that, like I said, is that, I, I, is I've that... had people apply for jobs for me, and, you know, I had someone actually apply for a job for me, and, and you're talking about marketing, and I was like, so tell me the favorite piece of content you've been. He's like, well, I actually don't like creating content. <laughs> you're in marketing? <laughs> Zero bothers given. No, you don't get a job. I was like, okay, we're done now, and I'm canceling the rest of your interview. I don't, I, yeah. I don't like, I don't like words. Yeah. Many of them. Yeah. I've never used PowerPoint. Oh God. Oh, Anyhow, so sustainability next time, Scott. All right, sustainability. Yes. Okay. All right. So, uh, all right. That's a wrap. We are. We've 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 had a great discussion. This is always always really the highlight of I know my week. And uh, yeah. Same. So so it's cool. So um, so thank you everybody for uh, for for listening in and, and kind of putting up with us. Sweet sixteen. So we've actually turned this into kind of a real thing. So that's actually, you know, pretty pretty exciting uh, in order to be able to hit that milestone. So uh, for myself, uh, Scott Delandy, and my fabulous um, uh, co-host uh, Melissa Gurney and uh, Colin, uh, that's it for uh, Tech Vines, and uh, we'll see you again real soon. And we are going to talk about sustainability. So peace out, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.